Welcome to the Happy Mama Village podcast with Brian and Annie, a podcast about mamas, for mamas, and by mamas. Welcome back, mamas. This is episode 25. Our podcast is now old enough to rent a car. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Because you have to be 25 to rent a car. I have to explain. I have to explain my joke. It's not quite as funny. <laughs> but we are your host, Brian Zelinsky and Annie Henderson. It's great to be back in our village where we talk about all things pertaining to happy mamas, like relationships, parenting, self care, white wine, sangria, and so much more. <laughs> Okay, quick mama tip. I made a white wine sangria this weekend using a wine called New Age White Blend. It's from Argentina. It's a semi-sweet wine. It's a great price. You can find it at Target, Albertsons, Kroger, Tom Thumb, World Market, Central Market, and Market Street. It is a great wine for mixing. I'll add some recipes on our Facebook page. Okay, back to the show. Don't forget while you are listening to join our Facebook group. It is thehappymamavillage.com. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Brian, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was busy. It was busy, but good. We were having a end of the summer back to school barbecue with our neighbors. Oh, nice. So we... You know, I told you several weeks ago, we tore our fence down uh-huh. in the back and mm-hmm. we weren't going to put anything back up. Well, I was trying to clear up a lot of the brush and debris that was behind there <laughs> because there's just an empty field back there. And so there was just like some trash and just some, you know, stuff like that. So we we're trying to get that cleaned up for the party and everything. So funny story. It was on Saturday. And the point of the party was to introduce some new neighbors to old neighbors, things. I've had some friends recently move to the area, and I wanted to introduce them to uh, What a good neighbor and friend you are. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yes, you <laughs> so are. In, instead, <laughs> instead of having like four dinner parties, I was like, let's just <laughs> do it all at once. So we just Gosh. had like... A, a big like barbecue at our house. So I sent out the invitations a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> so <laughs> on Saturday, woke up early, did a lot of the chores, worked out in the yard. And then the afternoon was really kind of slow and we're t- kind of taking our time getting ready for this party. And that I thought started at 630. <laughs> your, your party. <laughs> I yes, my party <laughs> that I planned. And I went to the store and to get some butter because I didn't have any butter. And I but I was like, it's totally fine. It's totally fine because I will still have an hour and a half to do my hair, put makeup on, finish shutting up. I'm totally good. I'm golden. Will was at home taking a nap. <laughs> and I'm coming home from the store and I see a car pull up and it's my cousin. And who's coming to the party because she's new to the area. And I'm like, hey, what you doing? (laughs) She's like, well, are we we early? 
I'm like, it's five. It's five o'clock, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, it starts at 6.30, but come on in. And she's like, I feel like it starts at five. <laughs> and I went and looked at the invitation and she was right. Aww. It starts at five and yes. I had no makeup on. My hair wasn't done and I hadn't even finished setting up. So it was kind of crazy. Luckily, you're a natural beauty and you got to skip that part, right? <laughs> so I was like, top knot it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it was. It turned out great because it was, it was pretty casual and people kind of trickled in. So I had, it was kind of harem scarum there for, for a few minutes. Will was like just walking out of our room like sleepy eyed because he had been in the middle of a nap. <laughs> so. As long as he was fully clothed, that's, that's yes. fine. So yeah, so that was our weekend. So it was really good. I can hardly move today because I'm so sore from pulling weeds and wow, stuff. Wow, like, that's some extreme weed pulling. I'm impressed. Yes, pulling weeds is like no joke. Like that should be a workout routine. Just go <laughs> random places and pull weeds because it uses weirdo <laughs> muscles that you never use. So. Right? We should combine, make a program to combine volunteering and <laughs> yard work. Exercise. It's like the new Camp Gladiator. It's like yeah. <laughs> camp Pull some weeds, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was fun. Fun, fun. Scarlett, we were making sure we could relocate her knee pads for volleyball because volleyball tryouts start today. Oh. Um, so oh. we'll see how that goes. It's not really her her favorite sport but i told her you know if they're gonna make you try out for everything you might as well do your best <laughs> yeah and, okay. and and yeah always do your best right 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 and right then, i grew up playing volleyball i really liked it i good i liked it too for some reason i always thought it was the most stressful of my sports i think because you know you have your arm a fraction of <laughs> a centimeter in the wrong angle and it will shoot off into the stands so right. i mean i I did well, but it was still it was still stressful for some reason. Okay. That's just me. <laughs> I like soccer and basketball where you can run back and take the ball back if you messed up. You can still <laughs> catch back up before they score. It's not an immediate point. Okay. Uh, and then yesterday, Sam and Skeeter and I, we all went to the lake. If you don't mm-hmm. have – if you if anybody has like a state park close by – Sam had bought a, I guess, just like a year Texas yeah. State Park Pass. So instead uh-huh. of just paying every time we go, so now we'll just go for a hike or for a quick swim in the lake. And it doesn't have to be like a whole day thing, just like a couple right. hours. We might take a snack or a little picnic. Nice. And it's always so much fun. I will have to uh, post some pictures or videos of Skeeter <laughs> frolicking. <laughs> we, she likes to for us to throw the rocks and she'll just dive after them or swim around like a shark and <laughs> bite at the water. <laughs> and those passes are good at any state park. So it's in all the statewide. Is it in Texas? Yeah. Limited? Yeah. So yeah. Texas is pretty so. big. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. I know Will used to do that. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. So what lake? What uh, lake is it? So I live in Sherman. So up here is Lake Texoma. Okay, That's and we was going to be my guest, but then I kind of panicked there for yeah. a second. I was like, and we uh. even saw a mom, a mama deer, and her baby come out and start drinking some water right close to where we were. 
Oh, you was didn't beautiful. shoot it, did you? No, no, no. I took, I <laughs> shot it with my camera. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so today, our topic, Annie, I know um, we've talked about this. I'm super excited about it. Yes. But I'm also super nervous because it's kind of a heavy topic. And I'm not sure that I'm I'm prepared enough <laughs> for you it. But are. I do have I my think... but I do have like my papers. <laughs> I have my papers ready, my notes. So. You are ready. And and everyone <laughs> knows that we are not researchers on any of these topics and Correct. It is just a conversation. This is yes. not our expertise. It's just two mama's views yes. on this, right? Okay. But hopefully, hopefully we'll inspire some conversation and for people if you haven't yes. seen what we're about to talk about, definitely look it up and do do your own research. Yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Definitely want to start a conversation not just today on our show, but online as well. Okay. So, what we're talking about is the Netflix show called When They See Us. So if you haven't heard about it, if you don't know what that is, go to Netflix right now, put it on your watch list. <laughs> right now. Right now, right, right now. I don't care what you're doing. Unless you're driving, then maybe wait till you're at a stoplight. Make, yeah. <laughs> Send yourself a voice message to check it out when you get home. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if, if if you don't know what it's about, it's a four-part series on the Central Park Five. So I did not remember any of this, but it's a true story. <laughs> In 1989, a young woman was jogging through Central Park and was found – She she was – Found in a ravine, she'd been viciously beaten and raped and remained in a coma for 12 days. So severely, severely hurt. Five teenage boys, ranging from the ages of 14 to 16, were convicted of, were convicted of the crime. They were notoriously named the Central Park Five. So I don't remember this happening. So I'm around their same ages. So I would have been about 13 or 14. I don't remember this happening. I'm sure it may have been on the news and I just wasn't aware of it. Annie, you're younger than me. So I'm pretty sure you don't remember this happening either. I do not. I, I mean, two, two little Texas girls. <laughs> Yeah, little Texas right. Caucasian girls. And you know what? There's probably a chance that our parents might have mentioned it and it did not stick. But I know that there are families out there that this, you know, they probably heard all about this story and it was... Right, uh, it was a big deal. Yes, a, just a, like a cautionary tale. And I know, well, we'll continue to talk about Maybe some of the details. It's not really yeah, yeah. a not really a spoiler because it's <laughs> it happened a long time ago. Right, <laughs> it happened a long time ago, and it's a true story. Uh, so, and this was before CNN and Fox News, and where we had all this national media that was bombarding us all the time. Yes, so that's why we probably didn't know about it. But in two thousand and one, another man, another inmate, confessed 
confessed to the crimes and the boys, all five boys were exonerated. Very good. But they'd already served between five and 15 years in prison. Yes. The Netflix film has a four-part show telling the story about how five innocent black boys were coerced into confessing, convicted without any physical or circumstantial evidence leaking them to the crime, and then were exonerated. So I'm going to read just a little quick clip um, that I found online, a, a, a bit more description. Sure. The, the prosecution of the five defendants in the rape and assault case was based primarily on the confessions which they had made after the police interrogations. None of the boys had counsel. They, had, they did not have attorneys during the questioning. Within weeks, they each withdrew their confessions, pleaded not guilty, and refused plea deals on the rape and assault charges. None of the suspects' DNA matched the DNA collected from the crime scene. Two semen samples that both belonged to one unidentified man. No physical evidence connected any of the five teenagers to the rape scene, but each was convicted in 1990 of related assault charges. Subsequently known as the Central Park Five, they, re they received stiff sentences ranging from five to 15 years. Four of the defendants appealed their convictions, but they were affirmed by appellate courts. The four juvenile defendants received are served six to seven years each, and the one 16-year-old boy was tried as an adult and served 13 years in an adult prison. Is that not the craziest thing you've That's heard? so sad. So devastating. So, and re refresh me if I'm mistaken, is Corey Wise, was he was the oldest one, is that correct? Corey Wise was the 16-year-old boy, and he was the one that when his friend was picked up by police oh, to yes. be questioned oh. randomly on the street. So this is what happened. It was, if I remember correctly, it was over Easter weekend. So there was no school. So there was just kind of a group of kids in Harlem. They didn't know each other. It just kind of spontaneously happened that this big group of kids went down to the park, um, the north end of Central Park. And there were some instances of, of violence, but none of the boys who were actually convicted were a part of those other assault uh, issues. So the police the next day just went through Harlem. Like they just went to Harlem looking for random black boys that might have been in this group of 30 kids. And they were picking up one boy and Corey was there. And the police asked him, do you want to go with your friend to the station? And he was afraid his mom would be mad at him if he didn't go with his friend to help support his friend. So he went with his friend and the police ended up using him, coerced him into confessing. And it was his testimony, his fake testimony that they gave him, they scripted for him that ended up convicting all the boys. He wasn't even, he wasn't even supposed to be picked up. And they used that confession to 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 convict them ultimately. Yes. So he, you know, just because he volunteered to go down, 
Yes. That is that is so sad. Of course, like, you know, I've, I've not talked to my daughter yet. And I think it might have been you that said you have that I have not right. talked to her about needing counsel or, you know, what to do if police pick you up and do have to question you. So and I, I would have, I mean, I wouldn't have known not like to ask for a lawyer at that age either. Right, right. Um, right. So the show is rated mature, you know, MA for mature audiences. But a part of me really thinks that this should be mandatory viewing <laughs> for all high school, all high school kids, especially those in lower income areas like Harlem. You know, because you don't know. They didn't even know to ask for their parents. Most of these kids did not have their parents present when the police were interrogating them and forcing them into confessing, tricking them. I mean, and you have to watch the show because you think, why would you, how could anybody be tricked into confessing? Watch, watch the show Mm. and you'll get it, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yes. All the, they were, yeah, they were being violent. They were just scaring them and promising that they could go home as soon as they confessed and worked with them. Right, right, right. I mean, they, the police blatantly and maliciously forced these young boys to confess, you know, without their parents present. Um, And these were boys with no record. They had no gang affiliations. Some of them were like honor roll students, (laughs) you know, it's, they were totally taken advantage of. And it's no wonder, really, it's no wonder that the black community doesn't see law enforcement as their friends and protectors, because this kind of stuff happens, I suspect, more often than we would like to think. You know, my eyes were totally opened. And, you know, I can't sit here anymore and pretend that the differences between the races doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. This is a hard subject, and it's it's a tricky subject to talk about, especially being a middle-class white chick in a red state, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I did sit down and talk to my kids at dinner. Will and I both did. And and we were like, hey, for whatever reason, whether you're guilty or you're innocent, I don't care what the reason is. If you are ever arrested, you don't talk. You don't say any. All you say is, I want my attorney. I want my parents. I want my attorney. I want my parents. You say that as many times as you have to. You don't have to talk, you know? That's good. And that's a great, great thing to to talk to them about. And everyone should, no matter what race or age. I think it's just good, like learning a fire drill or or anything like that. Know how to talk to the police. Right, right. And, you know, I, I know policemen and I support the police, but that doesn't mean that I should turn a blind eye to what can happen, you know? And and these boys didn't know that. Yeah. These boys didn't. Yeah, there's amazing, amazing police out there that save lives and do help so many people. But just like with fellow teachers, I used to be a teacher. I know teachers. Right. There are still some really bad teachers out there. So it's right. not uh, all-encompassing. Um, right, right. Yes. But knowing... 
It's always good to know. Yes, yes. And so this the Netflix movie it, again, it's called When When They See Us. It really has just sparked outrage in me. And and that's really why I wanted to talk about it today. I think there are are a lot of topics that that I really just want to ignore. You know, I really want to be an ostrich and stick my head in the <laughs> sand. And and honestly, I'm I'm guilty of doing that with with racism and with the differences and 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 what what kind of challenges people of other races face, you know? But this this movie has really woken me up to the need that we 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 have to have a conversation. We need to start talking about this because this is just so sad. These boys, their lives were stolen from them. Their potential, what they had in front of them, we won't ever know. But they didn't get a chance to live those lives because it was stolen from them by people who were supposed to protect them. You know, that's one of the things that really bothers me the most about this, or it just makes me so sad for them is, is that it wasn't even close. It wasn't like these were bad kids that had a reputation for doing things like this. It wasn't like there was circumstantial evidence. There wasn't. It was just the confessions. That's all they had. The boys weren't even, they were in the park that night. They weren't in the area where this took place. There was no physical evidence. There was there was physical evidence that pointed to somebody else and mm-hmm. they didn't follow up on it. Like the person who ended up confessing to these crimes had already committed three other rapes. He was already, um, he had already served time, I believe, for an assault and was out of jail at the time, obviously, that this happened. And then he, he ended up confessing while he was in jail serving time. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He did. Which that's no. amazing that he that he did that. Um, but of course, like you've said, most of them had already finished serving their whole sentence and we're trying right. to make it on that in the outside, which, you know, job prospects are not a thing. And I believe it was Raymond Santana Jr. ended up uh, dealing drugs, right? Right. Just to try to get by and be able to get his own place right. um, and ended up back in jail. Right, right. Because it was so hard to find it once you've, once you've been to jail. So you're a convicted felon, but you're, they were also convicted sex offenders, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> it just made their, their lives so difficult. So one, one of the parts that was really especially eye-opening and shocking to me, and I know this is going to be a hot button issue, but Donald Trump actually pops up in the series, okay? Yes. And at the time, obviously, because this happened in New York City, it happened in Central Park, this was a huge story at the time. Lots of media coverage, lots of outrage. And Donald Trump is quoted as wanting the death penalty back. He he felt like these boys deserved the death penalty. Now, and, let that and not, sink and in. And not even quoted, right? It was like a full page, super expensive ad. Ad, yes. It was an ad, and I believe it was the New York Times, where he was calling for the death penalty for these five boys. I have a, I have a son who's in eighth grade. 
I have a son who's these boys' ages. And Donald Trump thought it was appropriate before they'd ever been tried to put a child to death. I don't care. I don't give a crap what a child does. They don't deserve the death penalty. And they certainly don't deserve the death penalty before they've even been tried. Exactly. Okay. And and these boys were innocent. So if he'd had his way, then these boys would have been put to death and then we would have found out they were innocent. You know? So the quote that he had, he was being interviewed on TV. He said, if now keep in mind, <laughs> he was raised wealthy. Okay, he didn't earn all of his, I mean, he didn't pull himself up by his bootstraps, okay? He was born into wealth, okay? And he said, if I was starting out in the world today, I'd love to be a well-educated black because I believe they have an actual advantage. Wow. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How smug are you that you're a white man? who was given wealth, you were given a great head start, and you're saying you'd give that up? I just, I just, I couldn't believe that he actually said that. To me, that was shocking. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, par for the course. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah, so much outrage. And so many times people will jump to conclusions and make assumptions. And, you know, has he ever put out a full page ad to <laughs> get anyone else the death penalty? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I know. don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But so I, I know you've you did a lot of research and just were really passionate about this. And I know when I was looking up anything about it, that there just like anything, there's going to be people on both sides of it. And of course, did you see some of those articles like, oh, it's full, of, that show's full of lies. And this is the real story. And I know a lot of times, producers and directors have to take liberty um, with certain facts. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just call it all right. all lies. And you would expect, I mean, the detective, yeah, <laughs> I would want to say it is all lies as well, because that was her case. Right, right, right. And they're the ones that got it wrong. I mean, the burden was on them. And they're the ones that failed. They're the ones that convicted five teenagers of a crime with with no evidence. Like if there had been some circumstantial evidence, if there had been some evidence where, okay, I, I'm willing to give any I'm willing to give anyone the benefit of the doubt, you know, to stand in their shoes and to try to see things their way. Mm -hmm. I just I can't do that with this. Can you imagine being on that jury and knowing what you know now? No, I mean, it would be I, the guilt from that. And I don't blame and I don't blame I don't blame the jury. Right. Entirely. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think to some extent, there was bias because I'm going to read I, I forgot there was a there was a newspaper article and I wanted to read what it said. Please do. Um. 
Okay, so this was written in a national newspaper before the trial. It said, details didn't matter because there wasn't a script, meaning their confessions didn't, didn't, none of their confessions matched up because they were just, the boys were making stuff up so they could go home, you know? Details mm-hmm. didn't matter because there wasn't a script. They were coming downtown from a world of crack, welfare, guns, knives, indifference, and ignorance. Coming down from a land of no fathers, from the wild province of the poor, driven by a collective fury with a rippling energy of youth, minds teeming with the violent images of the street and movies. They had only one goal, to smash, hurt, rob, stalk, and rape. Their enemy was rich and white. So that's what a journalist, a white journalist from a national newspaper wrote. So that was in the minds of New Yorkers, that these were savage boys bent on hurting and inflicting pain. So yes, that's how I suspect a lot of the jurors felt. You know, that mindset had creeped in. And am I guilty of that? Are you? Are the people down the street and across the country? Does a part of that seep into us? And and that's why I think we need to start a conversation is because if these had been five white boys, you know, if my 90-pound redheaded son had been there, I doubt that would have been written about him. Exactly. Especially before he was given a fair trial. Yeah. I I doubt he would have I doubt he would have been interrogated without his parents. I doubt that and I know for sure they wouldn't have been able to manipulate um us as parents, but they were able to manipulate their parents because they were like working class, you know, hourly workers and it mattered. They didn't have time off. They couldn't miss work because their son was down at the police station. They would have lost their jobs. Right, and you and can say, <laughs> Raymond had his grandma there, right? And then they Who didn't had speak her English. leave, and they had yes. her leave as well. Yes, she didn't speak uh, English, and they had her leave. They had one of the boys. Um, let's see, which one was it? Um, I believe it was Antron. Antron's father needed to get back to work. And he was, they were manipulating the father, telling the father that they were going to call his work and get him fired, basically. And so the father told Antron, just say what, say what they want to hear. He got so mad and scared. Just say, yeah, because he was scared he was going to lose his job and he wouldn't be able to provide for his family. So he told his son, just tell him what they want to hear so we can go home. That's Mm -hmm. all you have to do. And so the boy did... And the boy spent six years in prison because of it, mm. you know? And the father didn't know that. I mean, I just think there has to be some compassion for the parents in those situations, that they were also manipulated. They were taken advantage of. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm they sure weren't afforded them- the same... They weren't afforded the same considerations that someone on the Upper East Side would have gotten you know, the wealthy part of Manhattan. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't yeah. get the same consideration. They didn't get the same treatment. And none of them probably would even imagine that it would have gone the way it did. Right. They, right. they knew their boys. Right. They just said, you know, tell them the truth and let's get out of here. And and then, of course, some were scared and, you know, the dad told told them what to say and just say what they want to say and let's go. And um, yeah, but all sorts of lies and threats and manipulation. Yes. And... Uh, you know, um, there was one scene that I thought it was really touching. I believe it was Antron. It could have, it could have been Yusuf, but the, he was holding hands with his mom as they were walking into court, and that just like broke my heart. I know it's a small thing, mm-hmm. but my kids still hold my hand. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Keep that that's as how as young you can. that's yeah. how young these boys were. And and I wondered if that was you know, artistic license, you know, did they put that mm-hmm. in there? But there was there's an actual photo of mm. uh footage of 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 that happening and it just that just breaks it just breaks my heart. Mm. You know? Yeah. For these for these boys. So I think everyone should should go out and they need to they need to watch this just so that you can think about it, you know, just at the very least, just just be aware that this kind of thing does happen. Okay, so I think we'll just end it right here. And I know I could talk a ton more about it (laughs) Uh, because I'm super (laughs) fired up. Um, But for more information about life coaching and how we help our clients live their best lives or to interact with us directly, you can check us out at thehappymamavillage.com or on our individual websites at rebuildingwithbrian.com and anniemhenderson.com. The show notes will have our email addresses plus additional information, so be sure to check that out. We would love to hear from you. So here is our review that we're going to share today. It is from Carter051011. (laughs) And they said, five stars, great podcast. As a mother of an eight-year-old girl, a podcast for mamas and by mamas makes me so happy. Great content. Can't wait for more episodes. Yay! Yay! We would love to be able to read your (laughs) review online in one of our future episodes. So hop on to iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. Yes, definitely. Okay, mamas, be sure to join us here next week at The Village when Papa, listener, and Pastor Ryan Young joins us for part two of our conversation on the Netflix show, When They See Us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Happy Mama Village. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a comment, like, or share, and be sure to join Annie and Brian for next week's episode.